Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. If you're just tuning in, you've missed the entire first order. Shame on our shame on you. However, the show is being recorded at this very moment. So starting at 11.55 tonight, you can get the first hour in podcast to go to any podcast platform. Subscribe to the show quickly and easily. That way you never have to miss a show again. Even if it seems like a great idea, which I don't think it is. You'll never miss it. Easy enough. Thanks again to Tuffy Stone and Robin Lindars joining me last hour. Still to come on the show tonight via the Fogo Charcoal Hotline is Sarah Ray Lewis from Stanley Thurman. Looking forward to that here in about four or five minutes. Uh, Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday. Episode 73, if you can believe it, and we journey back to February 2012. Show favorite Ted Reader was on talking about planking, and we all know that Ted has planked anything and everything to include such items as gum, mashed potatoes, chili, and Twinkies injected with Jack Daniels. Also in the episode, you will hear a discussion on the Paula Dean incident that happened back in 2012. With her being racial. I hate that. I hate it. I can't believe I didn't mute that out. Hold on. I got a couple minutes. Um, Yeah, so uh, make sure you are subscribed to the show on podcast. Again, hit all the platforms. Search for the Barbecue Central Show. Subscribe. And every Friday, a brand new edition of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less will be deposited into your feed. I got an email last Thursday alerting me to this. And if you are a fan of Aaron Franklin, you'll be interested. He has just released his master class on cooking barbecue and some other items like steak and building and maintaining a fire in an offset pit, cooking ribs, etc., If you are interested, you go to masterclass.com and search for Aaron Franklin, A-A-R-O-N. The singular class is $90. You can get an all-access pass to all of the master classes for $180 a year. So, you know, spend double the amount that you have access to not only Aaron Franklin, but Jody Foster and Gordon Ramsay, and the list goes on. But 
If you just want the singular class, it's 90 bucks. Seems pretty good, I guess. I mean, if you're interested, you might want to check it out. So, again, that would be masterclass.com, and then I'm sure there's a search thing there. Or if you're on Facebook or you, you are some type of barbecue or grilling lover, I mean, it's all over in those sponsored ads that Aaron Franklin has a new masterclass. So if you didn't see it, I just wanted to pass that along. And uh, we can go from there. All right, uh, Sarah Lewis coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. They've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Guru Edition Grill. Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. If you have any questions, you give them a call, 800-288-GURU or visit the website bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. If you already have a Guru controller and you order the monolith, you don't need a new controller to control the fan. Just hook up the controller right to the fan that's built in, and away you go. Sarah Lewis coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And this portion of the show is being brought to you by Smithfield, who also brought you the 2019 Memphis and May winner. There's still a few spots left to be a part of, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, are you signed up for the Smokin' with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship registration free? Sign up today. Hit smokinwithsmithfield.com for all the details. Also, if you're ready to find out where you rank against all competitive barbecue cooking teams across the country, visit the same website to check your rank on the Smokin' with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship leaderboard. That's smokinwithsmithfield.com. That is smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, smokin with smithfield.com. All right, my guest in the second hour actually has ties to the show, just not her directly per se. We'll talk to her about that here in a second. There are some products that are legendary throughout time, and you can see a logo or a color, and you know immediately what it is. And for this product, at least for me, that's the institution green that signifies Stanley Thermos. But they have other great products as well that you might not be aware of. And here to help us out tonight is the Eastern Sales Manager for Stanley, first-timer to the show. We welcome Sarah Lewis to the show. Sarah, how are you? How are you? I am absolutely fabulous, Sarah. Well, look at this. You have quite the display going on. I love it. Coolers and thermoses and growlers and all that. I mean, that is unbelievable. That is, uh, that's quite a cash. I mean, a perk of a job, right? Yeah, it certainly is, definitely. Um, the stuff's built to last, so I think I've got quite the collection to last the rest of, of my lifetime. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, now, uh, before we get into the Stanley stuff, for those that aren't familiar, you are the daughter of my Tennessee-embedded correspondent, that being Steve Ray, who is the one who actually made that initial connection for us. So uh, since this is a barbecue and grilling show by uh, you know most accounts, 
Let's start out a little bit by learning where your interest level may or may not be in the live fire cooking industry. Well, uh, you know, I'll say one thing I love about my dad's involvement in barbecue is uh, that he camps outside now with his friends. I think that's definitely <laughs> a, a perk to his new hobby. Hmm. Um, me personally, though, I, uh, I've always loved barbecue. However, I became a vegetarian when I was uh, 16. So um, I've got a great recipe for vegetarian barbecue, and I can share, share that with you after this. But um, that's my involvement with barbecuing. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to know like what steers you away from me, just like a personal choice, or were you like on a health thing and you've just continued it? Like why, why do you choose vegetarian lifestyle? Yeah, maybe all, maybe all of the above. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel any guilt about eating vegetables and, and fruits. So. <laughs> well, odd, oddly enough, and kind of the same and not the same at all, I don't feel bad at all for eating animals. They are delicious. Um, was, uh, was Steve big into like barbecue and grilling growing up? Or, I mean, did you notice that this was something more that he's taken a fancy to later? Well, I would say the barbecue side has been later, but, uh, growing up, he was always at the grill. Uh, we had burgers. I feel at least one night a week, every week was burger night. Um, and I, and I will say, I do recall back from the days of eating meat, my dad's burger is pretty delicious. All right. So, um, do you have any interest in those? And these have become very popular here, especially they've been out for, I think a couple of years at least, but, uh, over the last handful of months, they've spun up incredibly in popularity. The, uh, what they're calling the plant based alternatives, like a beyond burger or impossible burger. Are you familiar with those? And, uh, do you like them? You know, yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, the first time I had one, um, you know, the waiter asked how I like my burger cooked. And I was like, no, no, I want the Impossible Burger. And uh, they let me order it, you know, rare, which which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it was really juicy. You know, it, it's been it's been long enough that if I say something tastes like meat, I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Good. Sarah Lewis joining me here on the show. All right. So uh, let's get a little bit of a uh, professional background on you. Are you somebody that has always been with Stanley or are you uh, just generally in this kind of an industry and found your way to Stanley? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in the outdoor industry for, um, you know, over 15 years. Um, And I came uh, across Stanley in January. I started with them. Um, and I manage the territory of Eastern Canada and the Eastern United States. Um, but it, it's a great company. I, I love working for them. Do you have, uh, an, I don't, I'm sure you could just go on and on because of the training and all that, uh, knowledge that you have there, but for the folks that maybe they know, cause I, also I have mine right here. This is a, a 15 years old by the way, and it still looks like as good as it did when I bought it, but. Like, yeah. can you give us a little bit of a background on company history and uh, like flagship products and all that stuff? Yeah, so I mean, it's an it's an awesome story. So um, William Stanley uh, was an inventor. Um, he's compared to the likes of Tesla, Edison, um, Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, but so he uh, was an electrical engineer, and he. Um, he owns or still holds a lot of patents on the modern day transformer, uh, but he invented double walled 
stainless steel vacuum insulation. Um, and, and he did that for his electrical engineer job, but uh, the next thing he made was this classic bottle. So this is our extra, extra large, but you know, back then you needed something to keep your coffee hot all day while you're at work. Um, and so that's where the Stanley came, came into play. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, 106 years later, it's, it's still a great product. We still have a lifetime warranty on all the goods we make. Um, there's, it may look similar to some of the old ones, but, um, there's a lot of improvements and, and the bottom lines are still built to last a whole lifetime. Vacuum insulation. So how does that compare to something else that might be on the market? I think, you know, one of the, from a consumer side, uh, I mean, and you're talking about you need something to have your coffee hot all day. Well, the, when I got my first uh, over-the-road sales job, I was like, well, I don't want to be buying coffee 50 times a day. I just make a pot, get something that will keep it hot all day. So, of course, I remember my dad had a Stanley thermos back when he was doing the same thing. So I got the one that I just showed you. And it keeps it hot all day. But the thing that I like the best is there have been some other thermoses that have made their way in and out of my house. But they kind of look uh, like a shiny glassy mirror kind of a thing, and in- inevitably uh, shit cakes onto it, or almost looks like it cooks onto it, and then I throw it out. But this doesn't happen with the Stanley. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's just because we have a hundred and six years experience of making this product, so uh, we have a lot of control over the manufacturing um, of the steel, and and it, it's just it's the highest quality you can get on the market, um, and that just comes from experience, I think. How long? Uh, I don't know if you're if you if you know or not, but like when the initial bottle is released, how long was there between that and like the next product that was offered out? Cause I would imagine this was a pretty big hit. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm not sure. Um, so William Stanley invented, you know, this, this item here, this bottle. Um, and then he died three years later. Oh. Um, but the, the item was such a hot item that the factory continued on. And, and so, you know, Today it's still a, a company, um, but you know I, I I would assume it's something like the the food jar, uh, you know. So this item here, you guys have seen. This is one of our new colors, but uh, the food jar, like a lot of folks have these in their cupboards too, just for taking chili in their lunches. Um, but I'd say that's probably the the next evolution from the bottle. Uh, but to be honest, I, I don't know the answer to that question. So, I mean, I assume being the Eastern sales manager, you're on the road quite a bit. Um, do you do you have any unique food stories or like cool places that you've always heard about that, oh, I happen to be in this town, so I'll try it and it met expectation or uh, perhaps on the other side where people are like, oh, if you're here, you got to go here and you tried it and it didn't bring the heat? Well, I, I do like spicy things, and I'll, I'll say uh, this isn't in any way related to barbecue, so I, I do apologize. If, well, I mean, <laughs> we also love food here on the show, yeah, so we're all yeah. foodies at heart. Um, but I, I eat a lot of Indian food. And, uh, you had mentioned the heat, and um, I, I like to order Indian food, Indian hot. And, um, I, you know, I, as I travel, I, I make sure to hit up the local Indian restaurants. So are you calling from a from a job perspective are you calling on uh, like distributors or like big stores like a Cabela's or something like that or how do you manage sales and stuff 
Yeah, so we sell, you know, you can find Stanley products at Walmart. We sell the LL Bean. We sell the Dick Sporting Goods. Um, you know, we're, we're an outdoor-centered uh, company, but um, that's just because all of our products are, are meant to make some part of the outdoors simpler. Um, but, yeah, we, we, sell, we sell all over the world. You know, um, some people are hot in France. We're, we're really hot in South America. Um, but... Uh, that's for the tea drinking. Um, but Stanley products, I mean, I, I think just because they're so functional, um, they're sold in, you know, hundred countries around the world. Do you know where the original green came from? Hammertone green. Um, you know, I, I know it wasn't in the, in the beginning of the line. Um, that wasn't I, the original color. It, yeah, it wasn't an original oh. color. I, I, I want to say it was introduced sometime around World War II. Um, Stanley thermoses were actually in, in bombers. Then, and that, I mean, it kind of has a military nod, but yep. but yeah, yep. it stumped me once again. I, yep. I don't know the answer of when Hammerton was introduced to the product line. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like uh, it, it, it's it's both ugly and endearing all at the same time. Um, when oh, I was yeah. talking about it in the top of the show, I'm like. I don't have to show you the Stanley part. All I have to do is just hold this up, and you see that color, and you're like, oh, that's a Stanley thermos, uh, without a yeah, doubt, which has I, to be key. No, I, I love the color. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, it sparks, like, an emotional memory. You know, I, I remember, you know, my dad giving me hot chocolate at Friday night football games, or, uh, you know, it takes me back, but I, I love the color green. Looks great against these pink walls, too, Yes, right? I mean, it really pops, no doubt about it. So um, one of the things that you have, and they're probably off to your left as we're looking on the screen to the right, are the coolers. So, yeah. you know, uh, as I'm sure you're probably aware, your, your, your dad is very rich, and he's always carrying these, uh, you know, Yeti coolers, and you see Arctic coolers and Grizzly coolers and all this other stuff. Um, they, they appear to all have a few things in common, uh, heavily insulated, uh, roto molded, I believe. Yeah. But there also seems to be a variance in price point. So probably where, you know, aside from the bottles, which uh, probably everybody that's a barbecue person has one of these, I don't know how familiar that the barbecue world is that you guys have the outdoor cooler section as well. So how do these like compare contrast to some of those more like well-known and, and high priced coolers? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, one thing about Stanley is is we make products to meet the the general consumer. We're not trying to be an elitist brand. Um, you know, for over a century, we've been making something that that everyone can afford and, and use. Um, and the same goes for our coolers. So, um, we don't make a rotor molded cooler, uh, and we but we do have a, a double walled foam insulated cooler. So. Um, it keeps stuff hot or cold for days. Um, but these, these are really nice. Um, they've got a gasket liner so they won't leak. Um, and then, and then this one here will hold, I think over 24 beers, wow. um, or 20, 21 cans, but, uh, but yeah, 36 hour cold on this guy. And then the 30 quart one that we've got in the back. It's a little bit taller shape. It's meant to be comfortable to sit on around a campfire, um, but it's it's a four day cold. Um, but light light enough when you've got it loaded, you can actually carry it to the campsite or to the tailgate or uh, wherever you're using them. Yeah, you don't need to get the uh, uh, the accessory <laughs> that like has the wheels and the uh, tractor trailer that you have to pull it because it's seven hundred pounds. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know that's a that's a good point too. We're the only cooler company that I that I know of or that I've ever heard of that offers a hundred percent lifetime warranty. So Ooh, on the coolers too, uh, huh? That's pretty sweet. Most cooler yeah. companies are about two to five years. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Do Do you guys have any presence in the barbecue community that you know of at the moment? You know, I I see us. You know, I um, I'll say I'm a big fan of my dad's barbecue. I have never tasted it, but I'm his number one fan. Um, and so I, I attend the shows um, or the contests, but I, I see our products everywhere um, at the contest. So I know that we're a favorite brand a lot of, among a lot of um, grill masters, but um, I, I don't think we sponsor too many barbecue events. We, we should definitely do that though. It's, it's built to be outside and uh, you can't really barbecue inside. No, no doubt about it. We're talking with Sarah Lewis, the uh, Eastern Sales Manager for Stanley. And the website, by the way, Stanley-PMI, like Papa Mike India, PMI.com, if you want to check it out. Um, yep. What are some of the, I mean, aside from the classic bottles, is it the food jars that are more uh, that are also very popular? And I also saw there was like a, a growler, which uh, looked like it was yeah, pretty cool looking, too. Um, we've got a pretty big beer market. I love this thing right here. So oh, wow. this is our uh, traditional beer stein. Um, it closes just like a Bavarian <laughs> stein. Um, but it'll wow. keep your beer carbonated for a long time. Um, it'll keep it cold really nicely. Um, but it'll also keep it hot for five hours. So, mm. um, you know, if you want to drink coffee out of a stein, it's definitely a cool pick. Um but in food services, uh, we sell a lot of these just really nifty food jars. Um, so these will keep something hot for eight hours or cold for eight hours. Um, but at a barbecue competition, I could see this being great for having condiments out on the front counter. Um, because given that it's going to be cold for eight hours, you know, you could easily have mayonnaise or, um, you know, something that might need refrigeration. Um, but these, these are just an easy solution. I use these a lot, uh, in my lunch. Uh, you can actually pack ice cream in that if you, if you need something. Oh, really? All right. Well, good to know in case you need that midday ice cream fix. Uh, it's not going to melt. Um, what about new products? Is there anything that you guys are currently working on or getting ready to release that would be okay for the public to know about? Yeah, yeah. So, um, th this item here, this is my personal drink cup, so I won't, uh, tilt it too much but it's full of iced tea right now um but it, i mean it looks like this is just a color treatment up here but yeah. you know kind of the holy grail to drinkware is to have a, a glass container um taste uh but the problem with glass is that it's breakable yeah um and so this is actually a fired ceramic bonded to stainless steel hmm. um so it's kind of like you know ceramic like your coffee mug in the morning um, but this won't taste like steel if you've ever, you know, kind of tasted stainless steel in your tumblers at home. Um, it has the cleanest taste of any drinkware I've ever used, um, but it's completely unbreakable. It won't chip, it won't stain, um, and, and it's tasteless. Uh, it's, it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, we're the, we're the only folks that are doing this, um, and it's 100% dishwasher safe. All of the products we make uh, can be run through the dishwasher, and that, that's something not many of our competitors can say. Um, but we build that into our, our warranty as well. 
Nice. So if you are into coolers and thermoses or you're looking to upgrade the line that you might have because you might have some pieces of crap like I used to have before I stepped it up to the Stanley line, then uh, first check out the website stanley-pmi.com. Then, of course, uh, any outside place is going to carry a lot of these products as well. And we're talking with Sarah Lewis, who is the Eastern Sales Manager. Sarah, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it. There she is. That is Sarah Lewis on the Fogo Charcoal Hotline talking about Stanley products, the bottle, the food service stuff, or the uh, the food containers, and then that tumbler that she had. Oh, boy. Maybe if I asked Steve really nice to ask Sarah to get me a free one, because I would never do that. <laughs> Would never do that, right? No way, man. Come on. Again, 18 years old. Doesn't look a day older than when I got. Let me give it a sniffy sniff, too. Look at it. Oh. This thing is the best. And I will use it again tomorrow. Like I used it today. All right, that's uh, stanley-pmi.com, stanley-pmi.com. Thanks again to Sarah Lewis, Eastern Sales Manager for Stanley. We are open for the rest of the show, so if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. An incredible ear itch there. I haven't had that for a long time. And let me find this quick document. Hmm. Where is that? Here we go. Yeah. So if you want to jump in, let's do this. If you want to try and win a prize. Oh, wait. Oh, dear. If you want to try and win a prize, we can uh, work out a game. Do a can you remember? I'll ask you a question about a preceding interview that I've had this evening. You get that right, and we'll figure out a prize to get you. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com is the email address. Stick around. Be right back. incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Sarah Lewis for joining me. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. 
Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. That's the good folks over at Fireboard. Uh, let me peruse the email real quick. No, no, no. Okay. I'm a little remiss as I had Tuffy Stone on and I quickly realized that we probably weren't going to get to four or five of the items that I was looking to cover. But, I mean, typically that's what happens when I'm putting the show together. I over prep for show outline stuff thinking that we'll race through it and then I'm going to have to figure out how to come off with stuff off the top of my head, but luckily that has never happened before. And I promised myself this year that if I got through all the questions and there was still seven minutes left, I was just going to end the interview. That was going to be it. I got to try and stretch it out. If it doesn't stretch out, if it's not stretch out worthy, but I was remiss in the fact that I did not ask Tuffy since he is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, I th- last year he won in, I believe. About the nine potential, fi- or the, I don't even know, the the uh, short list, the nine people on the short list that uh, will end up making up three that are the 2019 Barbecue Hall of Fame class. And I didn't ask him about it. I'm a little remiss. That's all right. Maybe next time he's on, we'll talk about it. Oh, come on. No, no, no. I got this. Oh, okay. I got to turn my ad blocker off. Pause on the site. Now I got to refresh it. This is a couple weeks old, but actually it's uh, about a month old. I've mentioned it on the show a couple times. I actually sponsored two segments of the show, CBD oil and CBD. I mean, are we down with CBD? You know me. CBD has been a topic on the show over the past, uh, let's say, month and a half, two months, and I wanted to bring this story to you back when it was actually happening. But we've had a lot of great bookings on the show. We've had a lot of other great things that I've had to rant about on this show, which is spectacular. But if you missed it, Carl's Jr., which is also known as Hardee's in some other regions of the country, introduced their CBD-infused hamburger two weeks ago because why? It was 420. That's right. April 20th. Do I want to look at this? Look at that. <coughs> Pardon me. Where's my cough button? Here's the story. Carl's Jr. became the first major fast food chain to debut a cannabis-infused burger. So on Saturday of 420, they debuted the CBD-infused Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight. Uh-oh. I mean, can we play it up anymore? How about just the CBD burger? That's got a pretty 
intuitive name to it. Not the Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight. This was debuted at a single location in the Denver area. The CBD burger was available for how much? How much was this burger available for in U.S. dollars? Four dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> it was a one-day testing, fittingly held on April twentieth. A weed-filled celebration for many Americans. That's right. In case you didn't know, four twenty is code for getting nice. And when it falls on that day and that part of the year, four twenty. A lot of Americans take time out to burn the hippie lettuce. Now, with the test, Carl's Jr. would be or has become the first major fast food chain to roll out a cannabis-infused menu item. If even just for one location and a one-day event, the cheeseburger delight consists of two beef patties topped with pickled jalapenos pepper jack cheese, fries, and CBD-infused Santa Fe sauce. Carl's Jr. has been working on the CBD burger since its vegan Beyond Meat Burger launch in early January, according to Patty Trevino, Carl Jr.'s senior VP of brand marketing. Unlike with most menu item tests, one of Trevino's earliest conversations about Carl's Jr.'s decision to make CBD-infused burgers with the company Legal Team. The Denver restaurant was picked as the 420 test spot in part because Colorado legalized recreational marijuana back in 2014. It's been almost six years since then. Wow. Trevino said the test is more than a one-day 420 stunt. Carl's Jr. will be monitoring sales and customers and franchise response. If all goes well, Trevino said expanding the test remains an option with the possibility of one-day rolling out a CBD-infused burger across the U.S. Now, remember, as we talked about at length on this show as it relates to CBD oil or CBD products when we had the folks at Early Bird who were kind of the official-slash-unofficial CBD purveyor uh, to the Barbecue Central show, it's missing a key component. If you think CBD is going to get you high, you're wrong. If you're trying to do a work around the man by getting high off of something that isn't a joint or vape weed juice, CBD isn't going to get you. It's got like 0.003 of THC. Comparable perhaps to what would be akin to a non-alcoholic beer. I think non-alcoholic beer still has a um, certain amount of alcohol, but it is so minuscule. They would never card you. You couldn't drink enough of those non-alcoholic beers. So if you're looking to get high in a different way, CBD isn't going to help you there. And there's been more and more cases where CBD has been helping people get over aches and pains and anxiety. I had a fan of a show recently post on Instagram that his wife just had double knee replacements, I think it was. 
and she bought or they bought CBD from Early Bird, used the discount, I think it was 20%, and she started a regimen of CBD, and it's helped her tremendously to deal with the pain and help in the aid of recovery. So I think the the mindset is definitely shifting away from a, a black underbelly of of weed use and weeds the devil. And I mean, certainly it's still illegal in lots of different areas and uh, work has certain rules that they can push down on you. So if they don't want you to smoke weed or you get randomly drug tested, if you're a commercial truck driver, obviously you better not be doing that because at any point you could get pulled in for a drug test. So there are still rules against it, even if it was widely legal weed in general, I'm talking about, even if it was widely legal, there are still rules that you're going to have to live under if you want to keep a job or do this or do that, right? So that was a story that took place that I wanted to talk to you about. The CBD burger from Carl's Jr. Also, I don't know if this is still happening or not. This has been a topic of conversation on this show at least once a year. As I'm quickly scanning for a date, this was uh, back in the beginning of April. And again, hyper-regionality in its essence. Cannibal sandwiches, a polarizing and misunderstood Wisconsin tradition are back. No! A holiday dish going back generations. The raw beef delicacy may be making a comeback. Yes, I hope it's making a comeback because what we need more in this life are Melba Toast base ground beef raw with two or three slivered onion slices, salt and pepper to taste. Now let's eat it. Sounds great, right? Imagine it's the holidays, and to quiet your pre-dinner hunger, someone hands you a slice of rye bread topped with a thick spread of fresh, raw beef. Chopped onion, sprinkle of salt and pepper. Sounds great. Probably not. At first, you look at it like, excuse me? Am I supposed to do or eat this? Said Jeff Zupan, operations manager of Bunzel's Meat Market in Milwaukee, a lifelong cannibal sandwich enthusiast. Cannibal Sandwiches, longtime Milwaukee tradition. Come Christmas time, Bunzel's goes through over a thousand pounds of raw beef and about 250 pounds of raw onions exclusively for cannibal sandwiches. Well, southeastern Wisconsin's may be the more eager cannibal sandwich consumers. The snack has been spotted across the upper Midwest. Some also know it by the name of tiger meat or wildcat. Chef Justin Carlisle of Ardent in Milwaukee remembers it growing up from his family in Sparta. Not wanting to get made fun of by his older brothers, Carlisle would do his best to disguise the raw meat because he probably realized it might be gross. But it continues to be popular. So, once again, and Stephen Reichlin was under the impression that these folks weren't eating ground beef like the prepackaged stuff that you might uh, take a handful of, work into a patty, and slam on the grill. He thought they were grinding their own pieces of beef, like a four-pound 
prime rib, you put it in the grinder and use it that way. And then you got to make sure your grinder's all cleared out and cleaned out so the next time nothing nasty is going on there. Uh, Despite its history, Cannibal Sandwich's popularity has plummeted. Thank goodness the dynamic of life changed. Fewer people lived on farms. Health concerns were raised and processed. Convenience foods took over. Carlisle tied Cannibal Sandwich popularity to other traditional Wisconsin fare which has seen similar fates like pickled herring and liver sausages, which often sat side-by-side side on the snack table at family gatherings with the cannibal sandwich or the uh, tiger meat. So, a Wisconsin delight. Maybe this is the last story I ever do on that. Uh, quickly going to the email from John Dawson. Reps, I still have my green Stanley thermos bottle that I used on the flight line daily while working with B-52s in the frozen tundra of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan 32 years ago. John, you almost have double the years on your Stanley bottle than I have on mine. I mean, I got to be working into, uh, I think I said 15 years, but it's probably closer to 18 that first over-the-road job that I got. Hooked myself up with that. Uh, lastly, I want to tell you about this story because it is basing out of Ohio State's campus. So if you are not a Buckeye fan, you will continue to hate the Buckeyes. But bacon vending machines hit Ohio State campus. <laughs> right. OSU bacon vending machine are a hit. In Columbus, many Ohio State University students are taking a break from studying for their final exams and making a bacon run. Senior Sarah Page, who studies meat science, says the bacon vending machines at the College of Food and Agricultural Environmental Sciences has turned out to be even more popular than inspected. It has to be restocked four or five times a day. Four or five times a day? Wow. It offers cooked bacon strips and bacon bits for a buck. Proceeds to benefit the Meat Science Program. Members of the program are responsible for the bacon machine operation on the Columbus campus. The Ohio Pork Council sponsored the machine with bacon donations coming from show sponsor Smithfield. Also, Hormel and Sugardale, the machine will remain on campus through the end of the year. Pre-dental students, Shay Myrtle loves the overall doneness of it. How about that? So just another reason why you either love or hate Ohio State. Football team, basketball team, you like Columbus as a city. I love Columbus as a city. I could give a crap about Ohio State on its head. But a bacon vending machine, that may or may not push you to decide to go to Columbus for school versus somewhere else. A bacon vending machine. Wow. For a buck a pop, no less. A couple strands of bacon on your way to class. See you in pre-calc. Got to go hit the bacon vending machine. I grabbed a bagel from the five and dime on the way over. Going to make myself a 
bacon bagel sando. It's going to be delish as I eat my pork as I had to pre-calc. All right, we are ready to wrap the second hour. That means the show as well. So stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Email from David at the QBBQ. Just got myself a Lang, which is amazing, and now I need to upgrade my grill, but I'm looking for a charcoal grill with a side smoker box or a grill I can smoke on. I only have a few hundo to spend. What do you suggest? Uh, To me, a few hundo means two, ranging up to $400, maybe $300, uh, without any question, and I say this with peace and love, uh, it's got to be a Weber kettle 100% of the time. Got to be. You can easily smoke on a Weber kettle. You can use it as a charcoal grill. There's decent capacity, especially on the 22.5-inch. I don't recall right off the top of my head what the 26-inch Weber kettle goes for, but it's probably on the upper tier there. But I think the 22.5-inch gold one-touch is less than 200 bucks, maybe 225 or something along these lines. I mean, look it up on Amazon.com. There's no second-guessing it. If you're looking for a charcoal grill, get a Weber kettle. Get the gold one-touch. Thank me later. It's awesome. You can smoke on it. You can grill on it. You can indirect grill on it. If you're fans with Maddie and Kiki on Instagram, that's the only grill that they use. Max Good has one. I've had one for generations. My father had one. It's the most popular charcoal grill ever on the face of the earth. It's like AmazingRibs.com of grills. The only thing that I wish they would go back to, and they can't because it would pretty much ruin the whole one-touch concept, but was back in the day, Like, so I don't remember how old my dad's Weber kettle was, but I don't know. Maybe he got it mid-70s, early 80s or whatever. When I started seeing it, he rarely used it. It was on the side of the house. But on the bottom of the bowl, instead of just the one handle that both cleaned the inside of the bowl and then uh, also managed how the air was getting out of the coals from underneath, there were three different vent dampers, like the one that's on the top with the three holes. There were three of those. On the bottom of the Weber kettle. I wish they would go back to that. I would sacrifice the convenience of cleaning them. I and I have a shop vac. I can just shuck out the flame or suck out the flames if I want. But having going back to being able to have that kind of a control with the amount of air getting sucked up through the bottom onto the coals. And can you imagine being alive back then and having the luxury of three dampers on the bottom of that Weber kettle? Most people probably had no idea what the hell they were doing back then either. Oh, technology. I would, that would be Kevin Coleman. If you're listening, let's go back to that. All right, let's go back to that. Also, let's get ready to head on out all the way back in the first hour. We talked with the 2019 Memphis and May overall world champion. Also the 2019 
shoulder champion, Tuffy Stone, pitmaster of Cool Smoke Barbecue Team. Recap the big event, talk about a few other things as well. And we talked with Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl, grillgirl.com, at grillgirlrobin, R-O-B-Y-N, on Instagram. She's got 15,000 followers and occasionally pokes uh, scantily and uh, salacious pictures, but mostly cooking. And we were into the second hour with Sarah Lewis from Stanley Thermos. Stanley Dash PMI, like Papa Mike India, PMI.com. Stanley Dash PMI.com if you're looking for cool coolers and bottles and thermoses and all that stuff. Big show planned for you next week. Everybody heard of Myron Mixon? He's in for the first hour. Embedded correspondence in the second hour, if you can believe it. Uh, I will throw a word of caution out right off the rip here. There is a very small chance that the show will either be delayed or I will have to cancel because my oldest does actually graduate at 7 p.m., but it should be over, and I should be back at HQ getting ready here for the show. So just a quick word of caution there as we are ready to roll out of here. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.